Welcome to The Rec Room with Mandy and Mio, a podcast about books and the people who write them. What the fuck? <laughs> Starting it off on a brand oh new my foot. Mm. Rec room. Rec room. Rec room. Rec room. Yeah. What? <laughs> so many new things that we're starting on. Starting this episode on. Um, not only did I just start off this episode with like a brand new intro, uh, but Amanda, you have a new microphone. That's what you're gonna say. Yeah, that was my segue. That was my segue to get to talking about a new microphone. It's, it's like, like I needed to have an equally an equally new thing to also yes. show off on this podcast because I don't it's have like a you new learned microphone. Learned how to do like. Korean introduction? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of had to K-pop watch. I had to watch K-pop introductions. Oh, I'm to, sure you did. To, I, I was a bit frustrated. Like, people are going to kill me for this. We're potentially yeah, setting us up for destruction. Specifically. specifically. There yeah, because specifically I... Specifically for <laughs> people who listen to us who yeah, are going to Because I, I started looking up on YouTube, like, uh, you know, just like random groups. Like, I would look up uh, Shiny group introduction. And then um, wow. from there, I, sorry, who was that again? Was I, sorry, I was looking for was sh- shiny. I, I shiny? heard this name shiny, of this group right. a lot, and then mm-hmm. um, I got kind was of it a frustrated. No, I got kind of frustrated because then I was like looking for what is their specific group introduction, and then I would look for how they would say that introduction. And the one thing that frustrated me was that whenever so they me- said their introduction, there were no subtitles for how. <laughs> They phonetically what they were phonetically saying, which you, you know. You can Google that too, though. No, I that's think. what I did. I ended up just like Google translating oh, okay. um, their the the English intro. Wow! Into so you had to like Korean. go yeah. through some had to, shiny content I had to research. So shiny. Yeah, the, my favorite character from Moana. Um, yeah, it's shiny. But, yeah, but as we were saying, Amanda, you have also something new—a new microphone. Yeah, Yay! I do. You know, in case for the people who have not heard it, Mandy's about to do some ASMR in this episode. I am not. That's weird. But also, like, I. And it's just like books turning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pages pages of books. Yeah. As you guys have noticed, this episode is entitled The Reading Break. So. Like we we should like clarify we're not gonna. So spend, I'm literally taking a break from we're, reading. Yeah, though. we're taking a like, break from reading, but we're not uh, actually filming this. Filming this <laughs> but we're not actually going to like read on this episode. Um, no, we're not. Normally, so unless the, you want us to. So I mean, like, if you guys are uh, entering here for the first time, this is a podcast called Direct Room with Mandy and Mio, and we ask the question: When does writer's work become required reading? In each episode, we usually take popular authors of the day and review each entry in their bibliographies to see just how close these writers get to the sweet spot between mainstream breakout success and traditional literary sensibility. That's usually what we do. But here's the thing. Uh, books, they take a while to read. <laughs> and we're not... <laughs> Some books, very long. <laughs> Some books, we're not very fast Some books, readers. so complex. And like, take I, long read. Yeah, I, I think like that was sort of the thing. It's like we kind of uh, set ourselves up to like 
we we started recording our first episodes like way in advance, so we'd have like a lot of like headway to like get ahead of like I guess the release dates for each episode. Oh, six schedules. Yeah, but then like at the same time, like that kind of caught up to us. So now we're basically like laying the train tracks in front of the train as it comes along, mm-hmm. and so we felt like it was important to have an extra week ahead of us before we started on our next miniseries, which is on Zadie Smith, the fiction of Zadie Smith. Uh, Sorry, before we continue, I forgot to tell you the cool thing about this mic. Oh, go on. That I said I wanted to tell you. Yes. So, because Mio's considering getting the same mic. I am, because it's amazingly crisp. You are the new Professor Crispy. It's crisp, baby. You stay crispy. Like a a good potato chip. Yeah. Or a Um, British chip. uh, Or... (laughs) A British chip? Yeah, because they call it crisp. I don't think crisps. they like their chips crispy. Oh, no, okay. they I call it crisp. <laughs> like, they literally meant, call I thought, it crisp. I thought you meant they're like chips. <laughs> right, right. There was a no, hilarious... No, I thought you meant they're like chips. No, because they... I literally was like, um, if you gave a British person a crispy chip, <laughs> I think they might be upset, there, right? There was literally a... T- I remember there's this one tweet I saw where somebody said like, you know, in the UK, they call them Alvin and the Crisp Monks. <laughs> Credits to that person whose tweet is going into our show notes. Yeah, whoever made that tweet. Whoever you are, amazing. I salute you. Anyway, I think we sorry. Could give comedy points. Yeah, I would give them all. Wait, so what's the cool um, thing about your mic? No, so remember earlier when I was saying that I had my mic like propped up next to my laptop on yeah. my tiny desk. Yeah. Um, it's because this this mic actually comes with a little stand, but like the legs are foldable in right. such a way that they fold into each other. So that it becomes a holder. If we were on Zoom, I would show you. But like, I'm literally holding my mic now by the um, by the legs of like the stand because they fold together so well that you can just hold up the mic in that way. Ah, this is. Well, no, no. I find that super cool because like it's like it's incredible. like a multi-use stand. Yeah, so, yeah. Technology, uh, like podcasting technology. I really should invest in a better and microphone. And shout out to my um, man's. Yes. Your man's this forgiveness for me. Got you. This is his birthday gift for yes. me. So I know what a guy, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. As that song went, <laughs> whatever song that is. Actually, I actually don't know what song that is. Right, but it, it, I feel like it also like is good that it's good that we're kind of like debuting your new microphone on this episode. I mean, like this whole this whole run of the three mini series that we've gotten so far. It's kind of us just like finding our feet and figuring out what we really want to do with this podcast and uh, seeing what 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 we love about the, doing this podcast or the things that we could do better with this podcast. And like obviously the technical side, since neither of us are like podcast professionals to begin with, we've never been on podcast before. Um, like this is a good place to start, obviously. And yeah. even then, like with the reading break, like we've been talking a bit about how we want the show to grow. Uh, moving forward, even after the Zadie Smiths miniseries. And I think, like, reading breaks are things that we are going to want to look forward to more often as we continue doing the show, uh, because it's good to have, like, these sort of palate cleansers uh, and, like, time, you know, moments where we kind of just, like, you know, put the book down for a little while, because mm-hmm. that is how we do. And the way we decided to do it, at least for now, is we wanted to try to involve people who have been engaging with us uh, on social media, mostly our friends. Uh, Ever since we started the show, we've gotten a lot of encouraging notes of support from people. 
Uh, I was like really pleased because some of them were from people who we like. We some of them are like from complete strangers, people we've never met, who have said that they enjoyed mm-hmm. listening to the show. Others are from friends who we haven't really seen in a while, who also said that you know mm-hmm. listening to our show often feels like uh, having like sort of these like two two other people in the room, which I think in this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're still listening, like that's <laughs> what you want yeah, to be feeling. like this, yeah, exactly. This kind if of you're company. in a country that isn't doing well. This is like the most. Basically, I'm saying if you're from not New Zealand, right? Exactly. <laughs> maybe this. Th- this may be the be most appropriate like social activity of the time of the era, because even now yeah. we're like we're still recording this in different islands <laughs> from different islands and different. Yeah, yeah, like literally, we have we have. Not seen each other in exactly a... Almost. Almost a year. We're pre- approaching a year. Almost a year. Yeah. But, yeah. Which is crazy because the last time I saw you was literally the week before our country went into lockdown. Exactly. So this is the most really socially crazy. appropriate uh, social activity of the time. Uh, and so socially the way appro- the way we wanted to the try to... The most appropriately distance. Yes. And the way we <laughs> wanted to involve people into it was we wanted to do... A little bit of a survey. You know, we wanted to ask some questions to people based on some of our episodes so far, some of our miniseries so far, and kind of like uh, also getting your thoughts on uh, the way ahead, paving the way ahead. So we put some questions up on our Instagram stories uh, with like uh, little boxes and polls. We wanted some A's too. Yeah, and we got some of your answers. And um, we've Mm -hmm. decided that for this episode, for this reading break episode, what we will do is we will go through each of these questions, giving our answers to them, and like choosing or highlighting certain answers that uh, we think are interesting. But don't worry, we won't read any of the names of who submitted what answers. We're just going to read the answers and talk about them. So... Unless you want it to be shout out, if 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 yeah, you read if you want, and you want yeah. us to name you, you can just message us and I'll give you a shout out for the next yeah, one. Yeah, or like no, or but, you know, just for the say, sake of like consistency. Yeah, what I was, were you gonna say? I was gonna say like I thought the solution to this was going to be we're gonna drop this episode this weekend. People are gonna hear it and then they're gonna be like, "Damn, I wish they mentioned my name on this episode." If, if you ever feel that way, you can message us. We will retroactively edit this episode. I will retroactively no, ep- edit this episode for you so that, um, so that the episode can go. This question was from uh, your sister. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Melania it uh, so that your name is inserted into the episode. So this question was from another person named so-and-so. <laughs> yeah. This question like, was from so Jam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not really gonna do anything about that, but but right. we but we will we will yeah. read through some of the quest the answers that we got to these questions because we thought a lot of the answers that we got were hilarious and amazing, and we we're so grateful so that good. we got. Thanks to everybody. Yes, like, thank you so just, much. And ahead, thank you so much to everybody who answered um, our polls and our questions. It was yeah. really fun to watch that them come in yeah man. because it was just me like, yeah enjoying himself too much i mean like let's say like i i felt like the commitment that you guys made to answering those questions i needed to match that which is why i committed myself to learning korean so that i could open this episode <laughs> with something equally compelling and committed so there you have it let's move to our first question 
<laughs> so our first question right. was a poll. And was, the question yeah. was basically a choice. It was, would you rather go hostel hopping with Niall from normal people or on a field trip mm-hmm. with Cersei from the titular role that she played in her novel, Cersei? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, based on this poll, there was... <laughs> she an o- played in her novel? Yeah, there was a larger support for... Uh, there was a bigger turnout Cersei. for Cersei. She got 69 You're going to read out these? Yeah. Nice. Hells, yeah. And yes, she did. Well, Niall got 31%. <clears throat> Um, I know your boy. Are you okay? Okay, so I I mean, like, I'll be honest. I still would go hostel hopping with Niall. I mean, like, now it's probably not... That was my answer as well. Probably not a good time to go hostel hopping, especially now. But, like... Oh, no. When I answered this question in my head, I was like, this is an AU where COVID never happened. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Like, yeah, if, if COVID wasn't, like, constantly, like, hanging over our heads, the idea of going hopping from city to city, country to country, with uh, this specific dude, Niall from 1D, as we've mm-hmm. been calling him, then um, I would say, like, yeah, perfect. I, I like, like, that for me is a perfect idea of a holiday. Uh, Cersei, I feel like it would be a bit intense. Although, like, you know, I, I, I suppose, like, her field trips... I feel trips... like going on a field trip with Cersei would be, like... Um... Like if you were doing a science fellowship. Yeah, like well, or but I would say like her field trips would also be like insightful. Like you know how I don't know. I mean, not, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I, I mean, know, yeah, I, totally agree. I, I, I mean, I think it would like, be good, like, but like it would be really intense. Yeah, like intensive. I like you know how I don't know what trees are. That's true. You have no I've, idea what I, most I vegetables. I constantly trees. have to ask what a tree or a flower is, and like guess what? Cersei's entire specialty is based on a knowledge of trees and flowers. Um, I know. Okay, the, okay. Just to clarify to the listener, as a writer, the number of times I've had to Google trees endemic to the Philippines. Uh, will surprise you. Like, even when I yeah, think, yeah, not really. Onzo, if you're listening, please send your thesis to yeah. me. <laughs> even if I, even if I think I figured out what kind of tree I want to use, I have to like double check. Like, someone will say something about wow. the tree that will really make me doubt. I remember the other day, my dad was saying something about like, oh, mahogany is not endemic to the Philippines, you know. Nara is the yeah. Nara is the nat- the, the Philippine our, our yeah is our one. Philippine mahogany. And I remember when I yeah. heard that, I was like, holy shit, did I put mahogany in that story? <laughs> and I had to, like, <laughs> oh double check. Like, I had to, like, go through all my files and, like, control F. Like, I mean, command F. Yeah. Um, mahogany. Mahogany. Or, like, Nara. And then I was like, like, oh, God, do they have Nara groves? Like, I was freaking out. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it would be also insightful I, for a change. Sorry, can I also just, like, real quick. Go on. For Mio's, like, just so also, the funniest, that has to be the best thing about Mio, or, like, the funniest thing about Mio as a writer, is that, you know, for a writer, he does not know what many things <laughs> And when I was in his, on his island, um, no, I went to visit him last year for his birthday in, uh, where he lives in Cebu. Right. Manila, yeah. And, and I missed his birthday dinner because I got sick. Um, because I have Picos, if you did not know that from our very first episode. But Call I, back! I, yeah, that was really good, like, turnaround. I mean, like, circle back, circle back. Um, so I had Picos, and I actually got sick, like, the night of his um, birthday dinner because with his fa- big, like, 
with his extended family and everything because uh, I was about to get my period and so I was very feverish and I missed the dinner and the next day at breakfast I was like how was it and he was like it was good I had like four kinds of cake and then I said oh so what were the kinds of cake <laughs> and he said uh, there was uh, the cake my dad made <laughs> And three other cakes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So did you not like the other three cakes? And you were like, uh, no, my mom said one was tiramisu. And I guess that was the brown one. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then you were like, and then there was also red velvet, I think. And I was like, okay. And then when I went to the, or like when his mom had eventually like put the leftovers of the cake on, none of them were red velvet. <laughs> yeah. And the one that he thought was tiramisu was absolutely not tiramisu. Wait, what was it then? It was really Do you funny. remember what it was? It, I uh, no, I think it was like a like a butter cake, something like okay, that. Yeah, that's not like super tiramisu, opposite of what you were like thinking it was. I was like, yeah, I was like kind of like. I and was then like... it didn't help that that two days later, just to add to you know, circle back again to you not knowing like what certain yeah. trees are. Yeah. We we went to have drinks with our friends. Um, there was a drink that we were having that had lemongrass in it. And I specifically said to you, if you're going to order me a drink, don't get the one with lemongrass. And when you came back, you had the drink that had yeah. lemongrass and, sticking right wait, out of it. And then I remember, then yes, you, I remember this. And then you asked me specifically, Mia, do you know what lemongrass is? And then I said, yeah, lemongrass is that restaurant that is in Ayala Center. And they sometimes mm-hmm. serve like Asian fusion food. Uh, they they used to be in the sports activity zone, but now they moved to like the outside grove area. And um, it turned out the drink I was holding had uh, lemongrass in it, which I had lemongrass. But I tried to convince you that it was a it. straw, uh, which I successfully yeah, you proved did. Which you I, successfully did. I was able to because s- he like cut it drink. in half. <laughs> no, no, I, I I I I didn't cut it in half. I kept oh, you boring a hole. No, I bored bare... a hole, okay. and then I kept going until I could start sipping beverage through the lemongrass stock <laughs> really i guess intense. stock is that what yeah, you call stock, it like I, I botanist chime in please yeah botanist if you if any if of you, you are a botanist, are a botanist please, please tell us please as an him. emerging plant also, if anyone father is a baker. yeah i'm i'm very concerned about what i think my flowers mm-hmm. and plants are mm-hmm. and also cakes yes he does not know a lot about cakes Anyway, so uh, that's why okay, we so wouldn't that's... go on a field trip <laughs> yeah. with Zerk. So that's one question down. <laughs> okay. Okay, next question. Number two. If you were a Greek god, oh, I like this question. what would you have power over? Mandy, I'm very curious to hear what your answer for this would be. Um, This is so crazy. I don't know. Um, No, I, I think mine would either be the weather. Okay, that's actually good. Or... Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, right? Yes. Especially as, you know... Tropic as yeah, as, as crazy as our weather is here, it's a very it's yeah. literally and a also defining climate feature. change. If I yeah. was a Greek god, I probably would have decided if climate change exists. So if I was a Greek god of weather, I would just need some some good old good old sacrifices, baby. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> climate change would never happen ever again. Wait, you'd That's be one. the wait, but no, either... but you'd you'd end up being what? the god that they'd have to sacrifice Agamemnon's daughter to, uh, in order so that. No, technically no, because no, because Artemis isn't the goddess of weather. No, but then she got. How did she? Okay, yeah, I'll believe you. (laughs) Yeah, she's the goddess of like fertility and. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Um, I but then like that's a good question. Like, how come she got to? Well, no, I think it's one of those things where like gods are really like they have a specialty, but they can generally she do the had same wind shit to yeah. like climate right right. Because like remember even in Song of Achilles when um, Thetis would come on to land, like the air would also still right. Yeah, so they do Something definitely like have some kind of effect. On it effect on the yeah, but I remember also when when mm. when Athena shows up in Cersei the the it becomes dark all of a sudden right so so definitely yeah. they have some effect on it but you would want to be the god no who but I would want it has, to be my main yeah thing. total control over it like you can bend yeah. it to your will which makes sense oh yeah absolutely. and that's actually a perfectly yeah. functional one because uh, the answer I would have given to it was not functional at all I I picked the power it? that. Uh, just seemed naturally matched to me, and it's just that I would probably most likely be the god of improv, <laughs> improvisational humor. I, this is the <laughs> <laughs> no, because like let, let's put it like this, like you know the the, oh, the problem god. the problem because is that people so people <laughs> so, are gonna no, like, sacrifice their yeah. children <laughs> yeah. or lambs. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're gonna sacrifice their like, lambs. I gotta get this bit no, right. No, 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 no. They're gonna sacrifice their lambs, and I'll go yes, and <laughs> <laughs> no. But that's that's why it's so funny, also because like it's so good. It makes sense to be like the god of improv to a fault. Like you know how like oh when we were reading god. Cersei, one of the things that we kept pointing out was that. Part of the problem about divinity or like Greek divinity or Greek immortality is that you end up doing what you do to a fault. So like, you know, right. like you end up like sort of bending things to your whim. Like Hermes was very wishy-washy as a character because his life had no stakes to it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. So That's like, So like in my case, if I were the god of improv, I would kind of just like join any conversation... And continually add bits until it tired out all the other people there, which would make me, I guess, like a very tiresome god. But like, I would also be, Some I guess, the life guy. of the party. So my main rival would also be Dionysus. Dionysus, yeah. Yeah. So my boy. So yeah, I I think that would be my power. Uh, would you like to wow. read some of uh, your choice? I would uh, actually. Mm-hmm. What so are some, some of the people, highlight okay. answers we got? On uh, much like me. A lot of these people have really, um, what do you call this? Um, real, not realistic. What was the word you used earlier? That's yeah, that's true. They're like sort like of useful like, answers, like they're practical. Of, they're very like practical. Pragmatic. Yeah, they're very but then they're answers. also very matched. I think, I think to the people to who the yeah, that's very true. And like, I think it also has to do with again us being tropics people or like people from a third world country, right? Because literally, two people said some. <laughs> One person said that they would control air traffic control towers. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. And then another person said that they would control Manila traffic. Specifically which Manila is traffic. a lot. It's specifically Manila traffic because, well, to be fair, this person, I know her. She's been my friend since high school and she's lived in Manila her whole life. And she, before the pandemic started, or like a year before the pandemic started, she had just started driving. So it's one of those things, you know. And, um, yeah, and for people who don't know, who are probably listening from, like, not the Philippines, if you've never seen Manila Traffic, uh, don't Google it. Yeah, don't try. You will it's, shit yourself. Uh, quite you sad. Really yourself. I would it's listen. so sad. I would listen to, um, 
oh god i'm blanking out on the name of the podcast but what's the podcast with ira glass i would finish like a whole episode and that's usually like two and a half hours in traffic just sitting in traffic just yeah. commuting to get Absolutely. back home i remember also when like every the, the past two times that i was abroad i mean like or like with three times because when i was with you in england i remember we were walking home in norwich from somewhere i guess your university i can't remember anymore but we were walking home from somewhere and um and we were with your friends and then one of your friends was like oh it's rush hour already (laughs) and when i looked at the streets there was hardly any cars yeah (laughs) or at least cars were moving like the cars were the cars were definitely (laughs) moving and i really remember one car even honking at one point and i was like hello yeah (laughs) what's going on and then i remember also in the states when i was in l.a Everyone always says that LA has like the worst traffic, I guess, on like that coast. But arguable, the, like debatable. Yeah, that's very, very like very every time debatable. they're like, like I even my like relatives who like have lived in the states for a long time now, like who are immigrants, um, even even they've got Senai to it, you know, na parang yeah. they're like, oh, but that place is like a twenty minute drive. And I'll be on, like twenty minute drive. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to go for a twenty minute drive. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so, so that's uh, one. Minimal um, traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other um, answers I think we can gloss over. Someone said men. Someone said weed. Amazing. Uh, someone said female entrepreneurs, which I quite like because then it sort of implies that uh, you, you're kind of like She's the patron them? the patron saint or yeah. patron god of, like, yeah. you're the patron girl boss, essentially. Mm-hmm. There's also someone who also, said... Also, never say girl boss again. Sorry, I, I was thinking of the series starring... Um, <laughs> All right. What's her name? That actress name? that from, I forgot. From Tomorrow. See, literally... <laughs> forgotten her in Yeah, episodes. she's from Tomorrow. And she's also from First Time. <laughs> but her... Uh, but from Tomorrowland. Like Brit... It's like Britt Robertson. Britt Brit, Brit Robertson. Brit Robertson. We got it. Is it Britt Robertson? I think it's Britt Robertson. Okay. Or Britt Robinson. Okay, I'm so her. sorry. Her name's going in the show that notes, I guess. That was not a good series. Um, okay. So anyway, um, someone also said, I just wanted to like put in this last one. They're rich so I can make them suffer for once. Excellent answer. Agree. Good answer to end so that good. question discussion mm-hmm. on. Okay. Uh, question number three. Uh, what are classic works of literature that you would love to reinvent oh, Maddie Miller style? So in the style of Madeline Miller. This is so good. Like we were so saying, many people gave really good yeah, answers. Like our examples were like, okay, looking at um, Song of Achilles and There Cersei. are two people who said the same thing. Okay, yeah, I'll get to that. One, I'll get to that. Which but was like, so interesting. But like the examples that we gave for Song of Achilles and Cersei is that um, it's Iliad, but it's soft. And then Cersei mm-hmm. was like Odyssey, but it's, a, it's women. It's about yeah. the women in the Odyssey. So, yeah, yeah, there were a lot of answers, great answers to this question that so I good. really love. And, like, uh, let me ask you first. Do you have a personal answer for this question? Um, oh, no. I didn't want to say, oh, well, you go first. Okay, so, like, I, I really thought about this because my personal... The thing is, like, I had, like, a personal favorite idea and then I realized that it had already been done before, and that's why I was thinking of it. It's the episode mm. of Batman the Animated Series, where it's basically mm. the Canterbury Tales, but instead of like travelers oh who are telling a tale tales to each other and who has the best tale, it's all of Batman's villains telling each other how close they got to beating Batman. 
over like a poker wow. game. That's like the good one. That's so um, good. My own personal answer, uh, aside from that, would be Ibong Adarna, but it's from the perspective of the Ibon. Oh my God. <laughs> of the bird. Yeah. So like, the, <laughs> so like ten pages would be like, bang. <laughs> Yeah, ten pages are just like no. It's like ten pages are just like there's a guy coming up the tree. I guess I'll kill him now. I guess I'll shit on his head and kill him, and then he's dead. And then like a day later, the bird's like, "What the fuck? I thought I just killed that guy." (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I gotta shit on him again. And then that happens like two more times. I love that like three pages Um, where it's just bossa nova singing. (laughs) <laughs> you, <see? laughs> and a boss and you know that bit from, the there's best. a sketch like that on SNL you know that SNL yeah. sketch there's this one great SNL sketch where it's like um, I guess it's supposed to be like a Brazilian cafe or something and like Kristen Wiig is like a tourist and then Alec Baldwin comes in as like this like old rich local who tries to hit on her and then in the background it's Maya Rudolph and um Fred Armisen playing bossa they're like the, they're yeah. like the cafe yeah. singers oh, and yeah. they're singing this bossa nova good... but they're not really singing Bra- Brazilian either like yeah. they're not speaking Portuguese it's so funny and it's literally just them being like or something like that. it's so good anyway my answer I also like you I also thought of something mm-hmm. but then I realized it had also already been done years ago when I was in high school by Hank Green online he made a, a really fantastic modern AU version of Pride and Prejudice um, where it was like uh, AU where Lizzie is a vlogger and but not like in the you know influencer sense like she was vlogging her journey through um, trying to through her master's degree right. and then like an, trying to get an internship and then all these things happen around her it was great it was a really great adaptation if you have not seen that if you love Pride and Prejudice and you've never seen this adaptation what, what was the name of the adaptation the whole thing is on YouTube it's called The Lizzie Bennet Diaries that's right that's what I remember yeah okay. and it's really good like he built a whole universe like he had a LCU a Lizzie Cinematic <laughs> Universe because because it started with like Lizzie's channel and then like as it went along um because like in it, Darcy's family was like they they owned a tech company, and mm-hmm. then eventually they made a channel for the tech company and a yeah. real website for them. It was crazy. It was so good. IRL world building. Anyway, I, but I think another one that I would love to see mm-hmm. would probably be something local. So, and this is gonna tie into one of my answers to later, but like maybe one of our famous short stories from like the American period. I don't know which one would be good, but like I have. Like maybe I'd like to see some something like adapted into a musical or it, something. It's so funny that you mentioned that because like it's one of those things where I mean if we ever like find a way to cover it on the podcast, one thing I'd always I'd I really want to bring up in a discussion about um Dead Stars by Paz Marquez Benitez is how yes, it's esen- how it's essentially Age of Innocence by Edith Wharton. That oh, they that's have, right. they have very similar plots. Yeah. Uh, and like yes. it never it never occurred to me until I recently watched the watched um, yeah. yeah the Martin Scorsese adaptation of Age of Innocence and I was like yeah. this is literally Dead Stars beat for beat <laughs> yeah so yeah it's literally Dead Stars but with brown people <laughs> yeah so that like was uh, yeah. that was probably their Maddie Miller reinvent Paz Marquez Benitez's mm-hmm. Maddie Miller reinvention yeah. of the tale uh, okay Absolutely. let's read some highlight answers um, from which ones were your favorite answers here in uh, among the mine is 
Well, the very first one I'm seeing now is Tate Inferno with a local flavor. Total fit. Nice. Yes, would, absolutely. I would, super would perfectly love that. fit exactly into yes, this context. Us. Exactly. Uh, to the Philippine context, the way things are going just... now. Uh, oh, a lot of people. To not to different no circles. pun intended, but I was going to say hells yeah. <laughs> hells. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> they will go there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? Um, what, have you, what else did you really like? Uh, another story of Narcissus, but gayer. All right. Um, wind up bird chronicle, but in '98 Harlem, New York. I did 90s that. '90s hip hop and weird shit. I would really like to see that. There's um, one there that right next to it that says Three Musketeers, but it's a black exploitation miniseries on HBO. Adam Driver plays Rich Liu, <laughs> which like I, I I can already imagine now. Adam Driver losing his mind, going. Losing, he would be, really. He'd be like, "Merd, god damn it!" Stop it! <laughs> He's French, so, he, like, so I just wanted to have an excuse to do that mm-hmm. impression. To say "merd" yeah, in a really you. bad accent, "merd." Yeah, in, sorry to all the French people. Listening. Sorry, yeah, I know, I know, you we have like a demographic. A French person. We have a demographic that is. French listeners, so I'm really sorry. Oh, okay. I like this one answer. The um, Orpheus and Eurydice, but make it so he doesn't look back talaga. Which, to the person who um, sent that, there are fix that exist of that. We so, will link you. So, but then also... <laughs> we will put them in the But show then also, notes. I super understand that because like it's probably... It's such a huge frustration. And like, um, I think another great... I just like to like tangent on this a bit. Mm. Um... The mu- shout out to all the nerds out there who are gonna like go crazy with me mentioning this but um, Hades Town which is an incredible musical is basically steampunk AU Greek gods focused on the the story of Orpheus and uh, Eurydice and um, just to visually see spoiler alert that bit where he does look back is so heartbreaking and like insane um and like you, you can also hear it like it's in the cast album they can you can kind of tell when it happens and i uh, hate it every single time so to the person who sent this i feel for you but also i can send you links if you want yeah we're, we to could, we're gonna like definitely put up links and fix and show notes. Yeah. Um, we're also hitting so many different demographics of our listeners. K- you know, certain factions of K-pop stands, musical theater nerds, the French. Yeah. The French. So this is hitting. The, we're, well, we're Irish, sort of at one point. Yeah, we're we're going places with this episode. Oh yeah. Reading break allows Absolutely. us to do that. Um. Do you have any other? Can I mention the two? Oh yeah, the two, two ones. Yeah, two people. Two said. people mentioned "To Kill a Mockingbird" modern AU, but one person noted, um, "Make it twenty first century," but sadly, it's not a stretch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 ab- absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you could literally just wa- like watch a colorized version of like the old "Kill a, Mo- to Kill a Mockingbird" film, right and you'd be all like, "This is the news." Anyway, I, I want to um, read my favorite. Is, yeah, my favorite. favorite yes, one? Yeah. my favorite okay, answer because this is something that is totally feasible considering and Mandy and me. Us. We would yeah. definitely be game for doing this one day. And mm-hmm. the this person suggested Inferno, but make it drunk history. One hundred percent, I would be willing to do that. So, we, so just, same. I want to do wait. this so bad. We'll set a just time you and wait. for it. <laughs> just you. Just you wait. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. One day it will happen okay. when this pandemic is over and we are finally in the same city again. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to say, like, I'm a, I mean, like, I don't know. We, we've talked about, like, uh, obviously, like, our classic lit classes with um, Maddie Miller's uh, miniseries. Mm-hmm. But we should also mention, like, at least for the people who are kind of, like, coming into this fresh... Like we're very like deep Dante nerds because in the university where oh, we yeah. both we both attended for our undergraduate, like Dante was such mm-hmm. a huge figure, like across courses, like everyone yeah. read Dante, so everyone is quite familiar it was, like, with Dante. Requir- it was a, literally a rec. It re- yeah, it was re- <laughs> required reading. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was such an imp- like it, Dante was such an intense like figure in our lives. That one of our best friends once was asked to play Dante yeah. for the Italian embassy. And the cosplay went so hard that... Actually, why am I saying our friend? It was Leon. Yeah, our guest, our, our, from, our semi-guest from, from the, um, the Song, Song of Achilles, Achilles episode. Oh, was it Song of Achilles? Yeah, yes. Song of Achilles episode. He was invited to the Italian embassy for, I think it was Dante's, like... Was it his, like, 200th birthday or something? It was, like, for... 500th birthday. Like, I, I don't know. Like he's older than You're that right. number. I feel like he's... Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It was like that. It was, like, one of his birth anniversaries in the hundreds. Mm-hmm. And he was asked to play Dante for it and recite some stuff from the translation. And I I was not invited to the event, but I was invited to go with him for his plaster... Or, like, his face plastering because mm-hmm. they made him... Like they casted his face, so they could yeah. give him a nose, a Dante nose. I'm gonna look for pictures of it, and then maybe uh, I, think we can <laughs> I don't. So I I really don't want to take the responsibility of sharing it because to this day I'm still horrified by the final result. I'm so sorry for listening <laughs> exactly. to this, Leon. I know it's, it's terrifying. So it's, it's seriously. It was, it was insane. It's one you of those things that was too like, painful to, say it to wasn't live. Okay. Like, the woman who did it was an Italian. She's an Italian immigrant, and she lives here in the Philippines now and does SFX um, for a living. Like, she studied in Italy and everything. She went to art school. She's really good. But, like, it was almost... It was too good. That's what we mean. Yeah. That's why it was terrifying. Absolutely. Because, like, yeah. Leon... It, he really looked like a different person. I mean, okay, too it good. Like, like, I would say, like, it was sort of, like, the Polar Express level of, like, realism. Yes. Yeah, 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 where, yeah, yeah. Where I was like, oh, his yeah. eyes seem slightly dead, but... <laughs> yeah, but this is crazy. Yeah. So, his yeah, so... huge. So, Dante was obviously a huge figure at our university, and, like, mm-hmm. um, we studied him so intensely that I could recount mm-hmm. to you, uh, like, like whole, whole things about certain cantos, and, like, this is always something like, I've wanted section, to... Yeah. Like, if we ever, like, did one of those cantos, I would love to talk to you about how astrology plays a role... In Dante's universe. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. we've only talked about this very, very, yeah, like yeah. Times, but 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 it's but a I huge. I super want to go topic. into that. Yeah, I remember that being a paper. I think. Yeah, it was like one, it was one of my paper. earliest papers, and I yeah. I really broke through with it because I made this good. huge. I made this sort of thesis statement where, uh, like you see Dante building up to this change in character that's defined right. by, uh, their society's relation Stars? to astrology. Yeah, like they at the time they or like we're basically doing the episode now, but like they basically in that in that time, like you know medieval uh, like Florence, like they were sort of uh, of the belief that the stars dictated their nature, so they kind of resigned themselves to Mm -hmm. whatever they came up on their co-star essentially. 
They're yeah, they're co- they're they're etched co-stars. Yeah, they're etched co-stars. Um, and they're astrologists and stuff. Anyway, so that's a cool one, and I would really love to do that mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. I think the okay. So the person who suggested that, I just want to say this real quick. But like the person who suggested that is a good friend of mine, and I think the reason why she said it was because she kind of has witnessed me. Yeah. Do like so one of the reasons for because I'm not as academic as Mio. I mean, like I love you know I'm here and I like reading. Well, okay, and I love yeah. School, but like you know, for me the way that I process things was that I kind of would turn the stuff into bits. I mean, like like you know the cantos and stuff into bits so that I would remember them. And I had a multiple of them. And one of my friends, that friend who suggested the thing. She used to be my workmate, and she asked a question about Dante once, and I think I answered it via bit, and she laughed so hard, and she was like, you should do that, like, all the time, and I was yeah. like, no, um, but then, like, and I said, and then we, I, she started watching Drunk History, because she had never seen it, I had shown it to her, and she was like, this is how you should tell people about the Inferno, and I was like, that's horrifying, but... So Comedy Central, if you're I, listening, yeah. also, Central, also part of our listenership... Do yeah. consider us for your guests uh, for the Dante's oh Inferno God. episode. Episode, yeah. If they ever do drunk lit, <laughs> yeah. I don't think. They I mean, they kind of have. They kind of drunk writers, oh, no, but not. Or, or, or what if they did like uh, it's drunk history, but it's like Dante, like something that happened in Dante's life. You know. Like, yeah. No, they definitely could. They definitely could. Okay. Exactly. Wait, so let's not necessarily the Inferno. Yeah, we should Anyways. move on. We should start moving on to our next question. So uh, it was a question that was in reference to Conversation with Friends, which is a novel that was about two spoken word poets in some part. Uh, and we wanted to know who were some of your favorite spoken word poets. We name dropped one. I actually have to make a public... <laughs> our favorite one. Yes, our favorite one. But I have to make a public amendment because I realized afterwards yes. we have two favorite yeah. ones. You, we have two personal two top two, two personal favorites build, like they're top two builds yes, literally if we were to make a movie about spoken word they would be billed at the same time so jam pasqual first build so jam pasqual mm-hmm. was one and also are we gonna say it at the same time are you gonna say it are we you know i was yeah. waiting for you to say it come on Patty Ramos. Patty Ramos. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also our so favorite. Patty, also our favorite. Yes, my wife. We love her. Wife. We love her. Um, she was on our trivia. She was on our team on trivia night, along with Jam. She was. Uh, and and honestly, like while was. I was um like reading through the questions again and thinking about the spoken word poems that stayed with me, I th- there was a thing about like Patty where like. I knew her as a poet before I became her friend through you. Um, and yes, it was and you didn't even know that she was my friend. I didn't know that she was your friend. I had discovered her. Do you remember her... when you... Are you... Yeah. I, I Talking dis- about the lecture? I, you no, know, okay, you know, what I remembered was that I had shared her poems in a pilot class at our university that we were trying to start a poetry yes. course. And so yeah. I, as part of the pilot class, I That's shared I um, her poem, Eat Your Rice, which I really loved. Yes, which uh, is one of her fa- most famous ones. Yes. And if you've never so heard that, that one, out if you haven't. looking for it. Jampa Squall Yeah, and when you flashed it on the screen, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, so, those, so those, two guys, those two folks, we love them. Um, do, you, mm-hmm. do you have a, did you have a people that you wanted to note down? 
you spoken word poet? Uh, no, it's honestly Patty. Okay. Patty and Jam for real. Like, Patty I, and Jam I, for I real. actually don't go into but, spoken word a lot. That's yeah. It, it was something. It. I mean, like clearly, like, and I'm sure they'll agree. The trend for that was like much bigger when we were in college, but it's yes, it's okay. been like five years from that now, and I feel like even when we were coming out of college, the trend for that was starting to kind of like mellow out. Although, like, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of like spoken word poets now. Yeah. yeah. The one who I wanted yeah. to also highlight, in case you've never seen this performance, I remember watching this documentary about um, New York spoken word poets from in high school. And there was one who like really blew me away and his poem still stays with me. Uh, his name's Adam Gottlieb and his poem's called Poet Breathe Now. I'll link it also in the show notes. Okay. Okay, and we're gonna have read. You shown this to me. I, I feel like I have. It's a, it's a huge, like it's a really fun. Like it, he does, he he really like pulls out the performative aspect of it, and like mm. it's one of those things where like with spoken word poetry, I think like one of the limitations of it is that you know because you're processing it in the moment as something performative. You know, there's there's less of a chance for you to be able to go back and kind of review the text um, in the same way like you would do with like someone like say Dante for example, um, but mm-hmm. like that kind of like emphasizes that performance in the moment. And I think with yeah, that absolutely. particular, I mean, like without really saying what that poem was about, like he definitely got the audience sort of almost like on his side to like understand what he was going through as he was delivering the poem and you'll understand what i mean when you see that performance yeah um i just wanted to like quick mention so there there's someone who said sarah k and phil k obviously legends i saw them twice mm-hmm. two times that they came to manila yes. one and time they came met them yeah one time that they came school. to school um yeah so which was, was awesome cool. and i hosted that event which was cool and then afterwards we had a little like session with that Rick didn't you yeah we did we did that's right that's right um someone also mentioned uh Clementine Von Radix or Clementine Von Radix Mm -hmm. someone mentioned Schmidt in 22 Jump Street obviously living legend so um yeah (laughs) spoken word poetry I I also want one one more caveat like I wanted to add in about poetry or like spoken poetry I mean, like, I think as I've gotten older, even though I'm less into spoken word poetry, I haven't lost my love for audio, like, oral poetry or read poetry. Like, um, I think around the same time that I was getting into spoken word poetry, I was also getting into um, poets who were reading their own work, especially modern poets. And you can find it Mm -hmm. on Spotify. There are a lot of modern poets who read their work. I really love... Frank O'Hara reading his poems. I yes. really love Elizabeth Bishop reading yeah. her poems, and it's so mm-hmm. and it's so nice when you kind of also like get to read a little more into how these like um, recordings were made. Because like I think with Elizabeth Bishop mm-hmm. in particular, she was very shy about recording her poetry. Um, mm-hmm. So she, like her poems that she read, um, she read a lot from her book Geography Three. Um, yeah. So I, I like I really love like that's my favorite book of hers, and in in that you kind of see that her reading of it is quite effortless. So I I, I also mm-hmm. like wondered like I was it made me very curious to wonder what made her shy to read her poems. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. poets will relate. John Green and his uh, wife actually have a new channel. 
It's fairly right. New. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Before. Do you remember that? We saw that together. Um, yeah, they have, uh, a, they have a new channel Ar- where Ars they... Poetica? Ars Poetica, I think. Yeah. Yes. You guys can check it out on YouTube. It's oh, pretty absolutely. awesome because they do I'd the same thing where they that. either they get someone to read a, an old poem or like a modern one and it's not the author. Or they get an author, mismo, yeah. to, or like a writer to, yeah. or a poet to read their own work, which is awesome. And Rain Wilson has a great one. He recently did one, which is awesome. Uh, I forgot which poem it is, but what it's it's a it's a long form one. And it was really beautiful the way that he read it. And then also, if you remember that guy who got famous for that purple rain cover, oh, days on day, the guy with a really yeah, he has an he has a chocolate he has rain. one too. Chocolate rain. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Chocolate rain. Did I say purple rain? You said purple. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. I meant chocolate rain. Yeah. He he has one also. He has a little episode yeah. of two of him. Yeah, that's stuff. a great channel. And there's some Phil M writers on that as well. So yeah, like Amy Nazakumatatil. Okay. Next awesome. next question because um like somewhat related question. question uh which authors would you like us to cover on the podcast so so far we've done like Sally Rooney Madeline Miller and then next... no the next question is fanquest oh did I miss a question yeah you did yeah sorry I did I missed a question so our next question is about that's erasure sorry <laughs> uh our next question is about uh. Song of Achilles, and it's who would you fan cast? Yeah, I even wrote my answer down for it. I'm so sorry. Uh, who would you fan cast? Uh, you as... know, I don't have an answer. What? Okay. All right. We're gonna get. We're gonna. Okay, maybe that. we can like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I do you have an answer. And then maybe when we. But it's a when joke. We answer. talk about it more. Okay. Um. I, so. Uh. Yeah. So the question was, uh, who would you fan cast as Achilles and Patroclus? And the thing is, like, we're basing this partly on the knowledge that. In um, the 2004 the adaptation of Troy, there you know obviously Achilles and Patroclus played roles in the story, so they were played by Brad Pitt and Garrett Hedlund. Uh, who like Garrett Hedlund, like knowing who he is now, like still surprises me to this day. Uh, but uh, we wanted to get people to say who they thought would be good matches for uh, for the, for these roles. Um, could you could you read some of the answers, Amanda? Before so I give up, Anthony before I give my Star answer. and Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah, that one's surprising. I think that would make like for a very offbeat rom com. No, you know, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say that would be like the rom com a, not even rom com AU, but like Scott Pilgrim AU. You know, like if it was that Wait, same yes. universe I've where actually, everyone was like, no, that's right. No, I, I actually super one hundred percent agree with this angle because. <laughs> Can you right? just sort of imagine, like, Michael Sarah going, like, oh, yeah, I, I don't really, I'm not really, like, up to, I'm not, I'm not, like, worth, I don't even, I'm not, he's, like, a god, you know? Oh, wait, Michael Sarah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, he's, so Michael he's Sarah's Patroclus. Okay, yeah, great. you thought he was yeah, yeah. Achilles? Definitely. No, 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 One, yeah, you're wait, right. Sorry, that's, that's amazing on me. that you that's, thought uh, yeah. Anthony no, Starr from two of them, The Boys Anthony Starr would be... Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Yeah, so that's oh my one. God, that would be so there's another one. No, that was Michael, like, can you just imagine? That would be insane. Yeah, there's another one. There's another answer that I thought was also like hilarious in terms of just like it, clearly the casting here is due to scale. <laughs> Go on, read it, read yeah. it, read it. Oh God, you're gonna make me do it. The Rock as Achilles because <laughs> he's big. 
Tapos, Timothy Chalamet as Patroclus because he's a soft boy. Not a soft boy, <laughs> not, not a small... but a soft space boy. Or not even Which... like a soft... <laughs> I mean, I would say that. small I can... boy, like, but... <laughs> yeah, I'd say Compared he's a very, like, life... Yeah, I don't know. I was... And the person who... Another good friend of mine is the person who sent this in. And she... And this is not supposed to be a call out. I'm just saying, but she has not read Song of Achilles nor the Iliad. So she clearly was just like, what do I know from pop culture? Right. <laughs> One of them is supposed to be really strong and the other is a guy. And she was just like, who needs to? I don't know. That would be so funny. Because Timothy Shalom is like 5'9 or something. Yeah. And The, and rock, the rock is like 6'12. He's 6'12 and like 500 pounds. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His uh, name is The Rock. His name is The Rock, which is his what mountains is are made of. <laughs> like, yeah. Chalamet, which one part Again, of it is the word botanist, chalet. If you want to weigh in on this. <laughs> anyway, okay. My my personal answer for this. So here's the thing. I have to say, I, I, I didn't really have a serious answer for this question. Uh, and I really tried to think. I really tried to put on my my filmography, like film world hat on, and try to imagine like who are up and coming actors who would seem fit for this role. And I really could not think of people like off the top of my head without like resorting to like obvious choices like Timothy. So I, I was uh, I was at a loss for who I would cast in this role. And then one, and then earlier today I was watching Alien I'm Covenant. Scared. And I don't know... You haven't seen Alien Covenant, right? I have not. Now, uh, Alien Covenant and Prometheus, they both feature Michael Fassbender uh, as an android. And the thing is, in, in, um, in Prometheus, he plays one android. And then in Alien Covenant, they use the same technology that they use to replicate the bodies of Lindsay Lohan and Armin Hammer Jr. to create a second... Uh, Michael Fassbender. I'm sorry. Did you say Armin Hammer? Yeah, you heard me. So also, did I you think... say Lindsay Lohan? Okay. Yeah, from the Parent Trap, which is the movie yeah. I'm referring to. So, uh, my yes. pitch for Achilles and Patroclus, because there was a scene. Oh my God! Is your wait, pitch wait, wait, wait? Listen, listen, that you listen, would... listen. Wait a wait, minute. Wait, listen, listen, I'm listen. I'm sorry. Listen. Is your so, pitch? So my pitch, because there's a scene. Wait, 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 wait. So there's a... no, no, but they're not the same because in okay, listen to oh me. Listen God. to me first. Wait, wait. I wasn't even thinking of that, but like because in my head they were playing separate characters. <laughs> They were playing oh, separate okay. characters. Because your top two examples just now were for people who so, played no, twins. Okay. No, because again, I'm thinking in the realm of Alien Covenant. Michael Fassbender is playing two different androids who, sure, they look the same. But one is named David. The other one was named Walter. And there was a scene where I was like, oh, they have great chemistry. Which is funny because they're the same guy. Wow. And at, and at yeah. some point, like, like, Michael Fassbender makes Michael Fassbender play the flute. And he teaches him how to play the flute. And then it gets, like, very, okay. like, intimate. And then at some point, Michael Fassbender kisses Michael Fassbender. And it made me think, oh, so it's twin they test. confirmed it's it. It's twin They test. confirmed it. So, it would be so funny if you also, had... Also, I'm sorry, what movie is this again? Alien Covenant. Just, so, just for the people who didn't catch it. Right. So, Alien it would Covenant, be so right. funny if they had an adaptation of <laughs> Song of Achilles 
where Achilles and Patroclus were played by the same guy and everyone's I like Achilles so is so you, handsome he's like is, the best guy and Patroclus is like is like, <laughs> like thrown away cast aside and the he, more you say it, they the tell him like you're worth ass. nothing and it's like I literally look like him it's so funny and like the, maybe the only difference worse. is that the Achilles Michael Fassbender is glowing while Patroclus Michael Fassbender is just like on a normal like, human just a filter. Guy. Yeah, he's just a regular guy. So that's my pitch. Michael Fassbender. Your pitch is twincest. I'm sorry. Let's Michael just Fassbender. For this is Patro- like, they're this playing is like different community. characters. No, this is like an episode of Community when Garrett had to mar- accidentally married his cousin and didn't know. And then at the end, the writer was like, I mean, like, they're, they're like, what do you call this? Their credit scene was like the writer being like, hi. I'm the guy who wrote this episode. And for this episode to go on air, Dan Hardman made me sign a contract saying that I have to go on camera telling you, the audience, that I am the guy that wrote the incest episode. And in order <laughs> to in order to record this episode, um, Amanda told me that I, <laughs> me, <laughs> had to go on and say... I'm going to like insert it into the credits. Okay, yeah, like, uh... <laughs> All right, next question. So the question that I jumped to, see, you saw, you see why I yes. jumped over. I was also nervous to answer the question. It's an exciting question, question though. Um, which authors that. would you like us to cover on the podcast one day? Uh, we got like tons of interesting answers to that question. I know. I think it was one of our most answered questions. Uh, we got yeah. Lemony Snicket. We got Emily St. John Mandel, Dorothy Parker, Ray Bradbury, Michael Shabon. Uh, Haruki Murakami, uh, someone even said Gia Tolentino, who is better at individual articles versus full books. Interesting perspective uh, to like Interesting take. To examine her her work against. Um, Jeffrey Ginides, we love him. We've we've read. Uh, I remember yeah, that was one of the I've... first authors who you and Books I bonded over. Bonded over. Uh, That's actually true. When, oh no, but we did think of him. Well, yeah, but like when we when we met, we specifically bonded over how you really loved. We I had just recently read the marriage plot at the time. I had, and that was one of yes, your and I loved it in books. high school. Yeah. in high school. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then there was also like room. Uh, someone was suggesting that we would, if we would also do graphic novels, Brian K. Vaughn, mm. who. Uh, wrote Why the Last Man, among, among among other things. That's the one I know I'm best for. And Jason Aaron. I I, yes. I, I like these answers because, like, like especially Brian K. Vaughan and Gia Tolentino, like, they're, like, um, these are writers who are outside of the genre that we've been exploring so far. So far, we've just been doing novels. But um, will the door be open for us to do something other than novels in the future? Stay tuned because we might have something in the works. Uh, do you have any personal answers for who you'd want to cover on the podcast? I do agree on uh, Eugene Dees. I think that would be good, even if this is just for one book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who else would we should we do? I would like to do um, short stories. Yeah. Maybe? Oh, that's another. Oh, that's question. another that's question. Up, that's later. I, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that that was. I'm thinking of my answer for that question, but um, yeah, I think everyone's answer so far. I do. I would like to do graphic novels because I actually have not read a lot. Yeah, um, man. I'd love so to do like certain like good. specific comic storylines as well, 
There are a lot of yeah, them that, that I think really uh, spark really interesting discussions. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we want to do Paper Girls? Yeah, uh, I've read. Yeah, vol- yeah, yeah. I've, oh, I've only read read the first one. I had it before, but then I, I think I gave it away afterwards. Yeah, that's I fun. Kind of regret that. Now, that's definitely fun. But then, like, yeah, that was a good one. Um, what are other ones? Who are what are books that we both? Well, like, like certain. Well, I was gonna say stories. somebody, but then like, no, it might be a spoiler. Oh, okay. Sorry, what did you say? Uh, nothing. Um. Oh, okay. Okay, well, my personal answers, I think, for this would be, well, David Mitchell, who I covered on the R&R, as I was saying, on our first read and review uh, post, I was saying that I've been a somewhat long-time fo- follower of his work, and I'd love to, like, kind of, like, zero in on the scale of the world that he tries to build throughout all his novels, which I feel like mm-hmm. he didn't really add to with his latest novel, Utopia Avenue. Uh, he, in spite yeah. of the fact that he did, he put so much effort into connecting uh, the books together by like making characters cameo in and out throughout the whole novel. So I thought it was like interesting that he wasn't able to do that. Um, right. Nick Wakeen old is you know all time favorite. Oh um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Nick Wakeen. Yeah, Nick Wakeen. I'm literally looking at my bedside uh, books right now. Elizabeth Bishop, who aside oh, from doing poetry, has also a done suggestions. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that a suggestion that we kind of brought up between us before was like um more on like stuff that had been um had become like popular adaptations like if we did like a mini series on like stuff that had really popular adaptations I right think that would be pretty cool right like if we had if we didn't do normal people we probably would have done it in in that segment and then i only remember that now because i have a copy of uh, Broadchurch sitting right there <laughs> Broadchurch would have been one, and yeah. then like in that same miniseries, you could also have like the two thousand five, you know, Pride and Prejudice, and etc. Yeah, I'll I'll um, say one more one more author I'd love to cover uh, is George Saunders, who I I think one of the funniest right. aspects of his career is that he's a guy who's been known for short stories for the longest time. That like so like yeah. imagine that he was like writing short stories for ten years and everyone only knew him as a short story writer and like one of the best especially in American fiction, and True. then like 2017, 2018, he released Lincoln in the Bardo, which was his first novel and then immediately got like launched into all these accolades. I forget if it won the Booker, but it was certainly long nominated for it, and it was so funny. To think about George Saunders, this legend, this absolute titan in short fiction, being referred to as a debut novelist. It was like, yeah. uh, I don't yeah. know, I, I feel like... <laughs> I don't know about that, my that dude. That seems like a funny way to look at it, I mean, though it's technically oh, yeah. true. Yeah, so possible authors we could cover on the podcast. Uh, next question. So, this was another poll, which... Uh, was overwhelmingly in the positive. The I question know. was insane in the membrane. Be, I'm so mad. Be honest. All of you are traitors. All should... of you voted traitors. Now, Amanda, let's let's this let, is let's, voters fraud. Let's let this the listeners. Illegal. Let's let the listeners hear the question first. Be honest. There should be a recount. You're Stop doing impressions. You're technically doing impressions. Yeah. <laughs> I am. So the question is. You know, I just is, thought of that now because of the, I just remember that the GIF we used for this is Fauci. So. Yeah. So the question was, be honest, should Mia do more impressions? And 91% of the people who voted said, 91. yes. 
I hate that. I hate that we're going for the popular vote. And to reward I you for that, that, to reward you for your loyalty, I will do at least one impression right now. The like one of I the like that. stock impressions that I have, which is like, I don't know. Um, which is what? Uh, Varys from Game of Thrones. Oh wait, I think I have a video of you doing this. The queen from, like... mustn't know. I must admit, oh, Lord Tyrion, I did not I anticipate you to be so. Most active at this game <laughs> of Thrones. Oh my god. Okay. Which I totally just like. That's... I Which I completely yeah. 100% ripped off from another YouTuber who like does like just straight really up impressions of everyone. Like I, most of the time, oh, wow. like my technique for learning impressions is just watching other impressionists mm-hmm. and then seeing how they move their mouth. You actually have That's a really. A good... You have a really good impression that I'm so jealous of, Amanda. You know I'm which one I'm talking about. I'm... And and I want you to tell the story and do the impression. You. Please, please. Yes, Is yes. Go, go, go. Tell us. Tell the story. No. Tell the story. <laughs> All right, I'll tell the story. And then you do the no. impression. So we <laughs> sometimes would watch Mass together or like simultaneously. And then there was a time, Mandy, recently where you were saying to me in a... You were watching a mass and you were so distracted. No, it wasn't even a mass. It was rosary. You were watching a rosary and you were so distracted because the priest who was leading it, you said, sounded specifically like Christopher Walken. And I said... No, sorry. I want to clarify this. I did not say that he sounded like Christopher Walken. I said that he sounded like Fred Armisen's impression of Christopher Walken. (laughs) From the Chris the family the walk-in family reunion sketch on SNL, which is one of my favorite sketches of all time, and it's on YouTube. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look look for it now because Fred Armisen in that is hilarious because he's you know he's Latino and he's like doing this really Jewish voice, um like Jewish New York voice ish, and oh I'm sorry is he Jewish? Well, let's hear the. I, I mean, like, I want to hear no, the impression. I'm Come so, on. Anyway, so I like the you. way that like it because Mio was really like, what the hell is that supposed to sound like? Besides Fred Armisen, and yeah. I was like, just imagine Fred Armisen doing Christopher Walken, and then but then Christopher Walken is playing. Can you do piece. like one mass line? Doing do, the rosary. Do one mass line. Oh my god! What's what's a good mass line? Uh, to the kingdom, the power, uh, and the glory. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, God, I have to get into it. I hate this so much. I hate that you're making me do this. I'm so excited. This is not even one of I'm my so good impressions. I'm so excited, guys. It's so good. Okay. Oh, wait, no, I had to really kind of it's remember. It's for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours. No, no, not, it's not the line. I'm Catholic. Okay. I, <laughs> I, it's the... I just had to, like, run you through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the line, thanks. For the kingdom. For the kingdom. <laughs> and the power. And the glory are yours. Now and forever. It's really hard to do because it's a whole body thing. So literally my whole body now just became very stiff. Uh, and I was literally nodding with my whole body. Yeah, like I, we were... I don't know about you guys, but I would 91% vote for Amanda to do more impressions on this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Overwhelmingly. Like it's, Overwhelmingly. It's you, just be Father Walken. Yeah. That's what we call him too. We call him the biggest yeah, Father, Father Walken. Walken. Father, we call him Father Gosh, Walken. It's I'd literally go to that him guy's just being like, we Travis. remember... 
We okay. celebrate. Uh, okay. okay, so let's I move. This. We'll, I hate that you made me do this. We gotta move on because I think we have to sort of uh, go through a few yeah, more like... questions before we do our speed round AMA. Uh, so we had mm-hmm. one more question that was about uh, normal people, whether people preferred the book or the series. And then we included like a sort of joke option, uh, which was what's normal people. And <laughs> hilariously, a lot and of people, most people, most people answered answer the joke that. option. So, yeah, so I think that sort of, great. which which is funny because I think that sort of speaks to, I guess, um, like the limitations of maybe the series cultural influence. That it sure it's it might have gotten to a certain segment of the internet, but but it, not everyone also got on board for it. And there's still a lot of people who have yet to discover uh, normal people or Sally Rooney. Normal people, yeah. Uh, but it also means that we kind of just have to expand, I guess the parameters the scope of our series of our of our podcast so that Honestly. people know what we're talking about because we're just talking about novels the whole time um next question um so we said that because we're doing zadie smith and we're ending on grand union uh it will be our first ever short story collection that we'll cover on the podcast so we asked people what were some of your favorite short stories uh could you read some of the highlight answers okay some Someone said, my father goes to court. Um, Yukiko Motoya's The Lonesome Builder mm-hmm. and also Q&A. I have not read that one. Actually, most of these I haven't read. Actually, all of yeah, these I haven't I was, read. Yeah, I, I surprised <laughs> um, a lot of these answers. The one the one that I have yeah. read among these answers is um, Study an Emerald in October in a Chair, in the Chair, by Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I really appreciated because that's uh, they're from the same collection, Fragile Things, and I love those stories as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, yeah, you do love that one. Um, yeah, yeah. Shattered Life by <laughs> is this a joke answer? I can't tell. A shattered oh I don't know a shattered life by M five nine Gar on oh no it's a Reddit, dude, it's a Reddit, Reddit. <laughs> yeah it's a Reddit it's a it's Reddit. like a creepy pasta <laughs> that's why oh it's a creepy pasta no it's probably a creepy pasta <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm read gonna that tonight that's for who, sure yeah one hundred percent no um um do you have any personal answers I do um my favorite short story collection of all time. Is, oh yeah, um, you have you have. Uh, I I know some of your favorite short stories. Yes, is uh, my favorite collection in general is from, is from. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name, but it's called The Kite of Stars, and I read it in high school when I was starting to get into Phil Lit, and I really like that. Um, there are a lot of really good stories in that, and the one that uh, sticks out the most was. This one about that was basically like a super, like a AU where um, it was like oh no okay sorry so the thing about kind of stars also it's, is that it's all set in the same universe which is like a Philippines that like um, it's like a, a spec fic Philippines basically so there's like a lot of supernatural powers but then also there's still colonialism yeah and um, you know like there's a lot of like religious. Um, um, imagery and stuff like that. So I would say that that's one of my favorites. So that's Kite of um, Stars by Dean Francis Alfar. Dean Francis Alfar, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh my god. Because in my head I kept saying Efshanil Jose and I didn't. Nope, nope. Not <laughs> nope. person. Nope. 100% we do not invoke the name. Um, next to. I, I also have a collection here by uh, Jose Delisa, actually, called Voyager, which oh, yeah. is very good. It's 
it's really yeah it's good i haven't read it in a long time so i can't remember a lot of it but i do remember super enjoying it in general i do like a lot of short stories yeah from yeah um our our local like our best writers yes and of course nick nick Joaquin also has a ton of iconic yeah um, made eve um summer solstice uh, I I put down a, a few of st- a few stories that have stayed with me over the last five years, and, and I mean like they I, I they're they're sort of the things where like I la- I really want to do more short stories also on the podcast because I want to kind of dispel the notion that there's less to talk about in a short story because it's short. Yeah, I, there 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 are so many short stories I've read where they contain worlds that you could we could essentially focus on for the same amount of time that we would give to like Cersei, yeah. to be honest. So like some of the yeah. choices. Oh, that... sorry. I have another answer. Also, okay. but, like, just remind me. Go, yeah. You, go, some of the, continue. yeah, the choices that I included, if you can find these is or stories that I think are absolutely wonderful. Uh, the swim team by Miranda July, two men by Dennis oh, yes. Johnson, free by Claire Wigfall, mm-hmm. fly by Olivia Gunning, which you can find on short fiction UK. Uh, Luxury Hour by Sarah Hall, uh, Tell the Sky by Luis Katigbak. That's that's the one like I was struggling. Oh, I was like trying to remember yeah. the exact title of that. Uh, that's a fantastic story, and the barn that the barn at the end of our term by Karen Russell. So those are some choices that I wanted to shout out to uh, for right. this question. You said you wanted to put in one more answer. Yeah, no, I. It, you said Katigbak, and that made me remember also something by... I don't think it's the same Katigbak, but there was a story I read in high school, which me and my friends had talked about uh, just recently. So shout out to um, my group chat called Roxy's Test Kitchen. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> and we talked about this this story in high school that we had all read in, in English class, which was like amazing. And it was called The Virgin. And it's a, by a local, local writer. Who, oh my God, was it? I can't remember who wrote it, but like... Um, she's canceled though but i don't know anyway um but it was still a really good story because um it it i remember that was the story that my our english teacher used to like teach us about like femininity and sexuality and taught us how to properly say the word penis because <laughs> she was like don't be afraid to say the word penis and we were like we're very young and catholic um so that's one that's a really good one and then another one i'm so sorry Mio, but i'm gonna have to do this mm-hmm. because it's sitting right here and I'm going to have to pull up a collection of prose fiction that I happen to have lying here. I, I, and it does I include don't know one of mean. my favorite stories. I also wanted to point, um, just like, sorry, chime in and say, I think the story that you were referring to is The Virgin by Karima Polotan. Karima Polota, yeah. Okay. That barely. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, again, but, this prose yeah, fiction. Yeah, so this, this one, it's called Prose Fiction and it was published... In the UK. Oh, whatever do you Xbox mean? Publishing, and uh, for some reason, the uh, upper title here on prose fiction it says UEA postgraduate <laughs> anthology 2018. Okay. Crazy shit. Um, and there's a really good story here by a certain. Actually, for real though, like all of the stories here are actually really good, and they I are good. This they are good. Anthology, mm-hmm. it's very good. But there's one person named um, Jay Marcel. Oh, Borneo, shut up! And, Come on. <laughs> and he has a story called "This Must Be the Place," and I just wanted to shout that out because that is truly one of my favorite short stories. Aww. Um, and because I do, th- and I think about that scene a lot. I mean, like that whole short story, 
And yeah, it's it's a short story. But, you know, when I, the time I, comes, I obviously we'll, feel we'll, very we'll proud of. That. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. now, from that sweet sentiment, let's move on to our next question, which is um, your prank ideas on the pranks I should Wait, play. Wait, no, sorry. My... I, there was another one. Sorry, can I just okay. go back? Last na lang. Another good short story that I really like um, and has haunted me th- to this day uh, is, and but I did not like it at the time because when we read it in college, I was like, this is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. And it did. Um, it's A uh, Good Man is Hard to Find. Ah, uh, yes. Sorry, Connor. Yeah, very yes, good short story. Absolute classic. If you like Stone that kind classic. of like, if you want to read that, and then like for them some old Americana Gothic lit, that's very good. And then right after, go into Nick Nick Joaquin for some tropical Gothic. Yeah, that's good too because that's actually what I did. Like I read that, and then after that, I think our professor was who was was like, if you want to like cleanse yourself of this, I dare you to read more of Nick Joaquin. And I was like, okay. And then I got duped. Anyway, Flannery O'Connor, um, absolute uh, classic. Who I'd also love to cover on this podcast at some point. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'd be willing. Yeah. Even if in college she really was somebody I just wanted yeah. to stop reading. She's, she's a because good person professor, to sort of wrangle whose stories are good to read. I, I agree. Like our, because our professor um, really loved her. Like he did his doctorate on her and mm-hmm. stuff, and so he was like very, um, you know obviously knowledgeable about her work and stuff and so we had I, I think around four assignments for our western literature class that were just her works including one of her shorter novels which is called Wise Blood which I do not like and if we were to cover her I would not want to cover that book but um, in general I think she's such an interesting person to have you know written the kind of shit that she did. Wise Blood which um, uh, later served as the inspiration for Taylor Swift's <laughs> oh my god! I thought you were gonna say something serious because no. I was like, "Oh my god!" No, of course not. Of course okay. not. Um, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we got wise blood. Yeah. That's what we used to sing in college. Yeah, we used to sing in college. Okay. Uh, pranks to play on Mandy. There were two answers, which I would honestly I combine to form one consolidated prank. The two answers were Mio dress up as a McDonald's delivery man and surprise her. The other one was fill her shoes with toothpaste. <laughs> with toothpaste, which is. <laughs> and I would honestly like do both. Coming like from, okay, I would that dress up as a specific person who said that. By the way, that's a very her answer. I would dress up as a delivery person and surprise you with shoes that are filled with toothpaste. Shoes. I know. Okay. You would so do that. <laughs> yeah. So so just you wait, Maddie. Your time right. will come. Okay, I think um, I let's speed round the AMA questions we got because we got like quite a, a good number of AMA questions uh, from true, you, our listeners, and we're gonna run through them. Uh, the first question was not really a question, but a request that we will definitely fulfill by the time you listen to this episode. The question <laughs> slash request was, "Enget one fan cam each, please." Yes, we are making fan cams Jesus for Christ. each of us. He really talked me into that by the way uh, yeah, I was I, like I don't uh, want to do this but he was like no so yeah funny. he does he so does funny. this is the, okay guys literally Mio is turning Mandy into like a proper cans. you're turning into like a proper like twitter fanboy because you're learning Korean I mean you yeah, love fan cams I suppose I Who's, you know, this podcast changed me. I don't know. Yeah, this podcast changed you? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, um, next question. Novels or series that you'd love to be turned into musicals? I have a, a good non-answer for this because I, I actually don't often think of novels or series that I'd love to be turned into musicals. Oh, I 100% do. Well, okay, you answer first because yours is more, the more serious answer then. Oh, 
Oh, so you have a joke answer yet again? Well, no, it's not a joke answer. Um, it's just that I don't think of novels or series that I'd love to be turned into musicals. I think of something else that I'd love to turn into a musical. But you go I ahead. I do have an answer like that. Okay, so for novels and series, I think I would like to see... Well, I mentioned it earlier, but like if you could do short stories yeah. into like a mini-series of music. Like, that's what I was thinking of. Like, if, for example, Kind of Stars, especially since the stories in Kind of Stars are in one universe... You could do like a Black Mirror kind of thing, right? Um, where it's like a mini series, and then each episode is like kind of musical. I think that would be really interesting. Um, or um, I'm trying to think of Filipino ones because we need more Filipino musicals, yeah. honestly, in my opinion. Um, I think also it would be great to expand the Hades Town universe, so to speak, because if Phantom of the Opera can have a sequel. Then why not Hades Town? They, so maybe... they should connect it to the video game Hades. Hades, yeah, okay, that could be. Which, counted. by the I way, totally also like if you haven't yet, whether you haven't played Hades or encountered it in any form, you you should definitely one hundred percent either play it or at least listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack is oh, bomb. Yeah. It's amazing. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ama- it's amazing. I, I totally they, agree. They, they were able to integrate I, it into the characters of Orpheus and Eurydice. And every time like, I hear them playing the jams, I'm like, yeah, boy! <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah, buddy. So good. I think PNP would make a good musical too, because the Little Women musical is actually quite good. <laughs> I, I was like um, thinking for a second, like PNP. I was like, PNP? PNP? <laughs> no, per- yeah, yeah, I know. No, they, <laughs> no, I know they, have yeah. they have a lot of good musicals though. Anyway, they have a lot of their lamest. They have a lamest, yeah. Really good. No, but okay, I know what um, you mean. Pride and Prejudice, yeah. Yeah. I had another answer earlier, but I can't remember it. No, Jesus Christ. Um, if I remember, I guess. It will come to me. The, so the, good okay. Omens, maybe. Oh, yeah. That's good, a good Omens one. would that make a really a good, good musical, one. actually. Seeing its success yeah. as a series. Yeah. As a series, as a miniseries, it was a good miniseries. It's a very successful book. I think if it was a very... But then, like, the the people who would have to do the music, it'd have to be very specific. So I think they'd yeah. have to get that guy who did the score, who's, like, the, the you know, the main BBC guy for those kinds of series. What's his name again? Daniel Arnold, I think, is his name. Right, um, right. Very good. Oh, yes, his yes, scores yes. Are yes. Good. Matthew Arnold, I think. Or, yeah. No, wait, I'm thinking of the literary Math- critic. Never mind. Forget yeah. what I said. Is it Matthew Arnold? I feel like it is. I know his last not... name's Arnold, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, my, anyway. my answer for it, because I was that. I, I don't often think of novels or series that I'd love to be turned into musicals, but I often think in the jagged little pill style of musical making, which is to just get oh, a dis- yeah, just get a yeah, discography agree. and make that into a musical. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, like the one example I had for it, I realized there is a musical for it already, and it's um, God Help the Girl, which is um, oh. taking the musical. <laughs> Wow. No, um it's taking the <laughs> musical it's taking the discography of Bell and That's Sebastian. True. But I feel yeah. like a lot of Bell and Sebastian songs would make um great musical numbers. That's how I feel also about like f- folk music. Yeah. Like, for example, I really or like okay, there's some OPM songs that I think would make I actually have a playlist on my laptop of like on, on my Spotify, I mean that's like OPM songs that I think would make a good like musical cohesive yeah, musical. Yeah. So it's like Ben and Ben, Pink Man, yeah, my friend yeah, like that kind of stuff. Like I think that would make a good jukebox musical. But also like I've always wanted to see like a Mumford musical sure, yeah. or like because especially Mumford 
And also Laura Marling, now that yeah. I'm like listening to her more. Both of them are very like they're so image heavy with their like musicals. Or like sometimes it's also very dialogue heavy in a way that like you wouldn't expect, I think, from folk music or yeah. their genre. So like I like even what do you call this? Laura Marling does this thing when she performs live. She has this set of songs called uh, she puts together in a medley called Sweet. And it's the first four songs of her from her album um i was an eagle and i think that in itself is a scene from a musical like every time she plays it live it's insane the one um that could have been one whole thing she has she also made a short film of that like the music video was four songs it's a 13 minute video anyway so that's that's one the one that always surprises me that they haven't made a musical yet because the guy behind them is so theatrical in his own right no one's made a my chemical romance musical yet that's true. Why haven't they? Like that feels that's like the, so true. If you can because make there's a, a Green Day, Green Day musical. musical. Like there's two Beatles right. musicals. Welcome to the Black Parade is literally one it's, story. Itself, it's a consistent story. Yeah, like how exactly? Have you also, missed it? also, um, what do you call that? What's their other super famous single from that era? The I Don't Love You. Yeah, that, that music video in itself could be an entire set. Yeah, ama- amazing that they missed You're that. You're super correct. Amazing that they missed that. Or if they did like an Umbrella Academy musical. Sure. Which, well, I'm yeah, just that's, kidding. I haven't yeah. seen Umbrella Academy so I can't say Well, this yeah, I I don't know. I I'm always I'm a bit so so I'm half and half with the series now. Oh, but I you? love the comics in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. What are your favorite comfort reads from your childhood or teenage years? I have. Ooh, I have, good I have question. Uh, what and are your answers? answers? I'm, I'm actually going to think about this because I did not write down my answers okay. for this. As soon as I saw it, I was like, no, I'm going to embarrass myself. Go. Okay, so my comfort one from childhood definitely is Little Women. Because mm-hmm. that was the first like full novel I read by myself. Yeah. And I really remember the moment I was like, oh my god, I read like a book. <laughs> like a, like you know like um, I think I had borrowed it from the library and it was hard yeah. and I think yeah. that's what made me feel very adult about it so Little Women and I remembered it very fondly and then the anime came out and I was like oh my god exactly and then the movie came out last year and I cried um, but in my teenage years you know what I used to read a lot what? now and recently this the movie adaptation of this came up on one of our favorite um, episode uh, one of our favorite movie podcasts mm-hmm. now blank check um david had brought up uh what do you call this uh, oh my god uh the time traveler's wife right. i don't know okay. who allowed me to read that when i was 14 mm-hmm. but i did and i remember being so like like i was like oh what a concept and then i remember freaking out because when i was starting to get into les mis oh i guess my answer would also be les mis because yeah. i i did read les mis when at first when i was a teenager yeah um, but like when I was starting to get into Les Mis, actually, and I was reading, and I was starting to get into fic, somebody had made a uh, Time Traveler's Wife AU of Les Mis, modern AU, and then it was of my ship, which is Enterprise and Grantaire, and then Grantaire was the time traveler, and it was amazing. It was actually a really good AU. It was one of the, right. the first fics I ever read, and it was really good. Um, I I think I had one more, but I can't remember. Probably Macbeth. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say. Okay. The first time I read Macbeth in... Oh, not Macbeth, sorry. I read Macbeth in college. I meant... Um, uh, Taming of the Shrew. Okay. That was the first like Shakespeare yeah. play that I really understood. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 
Okay. I would say for me, I my answer to this question, um, I mentioned some before. Neil Gaiman is definitely somebody who stayed with me from childhood, teenage years onward. I remember reading him specifically at the end of my high school years. So the first book that I'd gotten of his was um, Fragile Things. So the stories that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. uh, Study in Emerald, uh, October in the Chair, those were those were the sort of stories that I... It, like especially Emerald, a study in Emerald, it was sort of me going like, "Oh, you can do that with stories." So that that always surprised me. Oh right, uh, that feeling is always great. Yeah, right? that's great. So I think like, like that, when you read something and you're like, "Whoa!" Like he like even now, I would say over the pandemic, I definitely reread some stories from Fragile Things and kind of remembered like, mm-hmm. "Oh, October in the Chair is very a very warm story," even though I mm-hmm. I would say it's not as cohesive as like a lot of the stories I'd like now there there's definitely a lot of mood that comes out of it that I admire so much yeah uh, okay next question who's the celeb you wish would listen to your podcast now Mandy I named a whole I hate this list question of celebs uh, who I think you would like to no I named them you're recently funny on enough. my Twitter okay, you're gonna... a whole list of celebs who I think you would answer for this question <laughs> no uh, should, I would, you, would you wish... like to name them or would it's, I no, would I, I would have not to be the one name to name them anyone. because I remember I them would from not the name top them. of my head my genuine answer to this is that I hope no one I ever stand in my life listens to anything I so, do so like not <laughs> like not like Chris Evans or never not Chris Sebastian Evans Sebastian Stan or no. Michael Sheen I've never or Armin Hammer Jr. heard of these people or Timothy Chalamet. I would really, I don't know. Or Paul these Mascal, are just like sounds you're making to people. me now. I've never heard any of these. Or Julianne words. Moore. Julia, okay. No, no none of those guys. No, none yet. of those guys. None of those. None of those guys. Okay. I have no idea who those people are. All right. Well, okay. We'll, we'll see. No, that's uh, my serious answer. My serious answer is that I hope they would never do that. Because because when okay can I just say like yeah. you know that episode of Blank Check when they had like Chris White's on yeah that was really surreal even as a listener right Chris <laughs> like, White's the like, screenwriter of Rogue One and and a couple of things too like he also did what else did yeah he, do? he made American Boy. Pie oh American Pie <laughs> he that was his debut yeah 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 <laughs> he, and also the movie Ants if you remember the movie Ants oh, he wrote yeah. that script um and he is a big fan of one of our favorite podcasts uh which is called Blank Check, and it's a movie about filmographies. Yeah. And, like, listening to that was really surreal because it was like, this dude's legit. I mean, like, not to say David and Griffin aren't legit, but, you know, like, it's it's crazy, right? And so that would freak me out, I think, a bit. Well, okay, I mean, I, my personal answer for this, I'll, you know, show my hubris. I'll go ahead and answer my crushes. Um, Like, I mean, I would... <laughs> I'd like love to, I don't know, just like meet Margaret Qualley one day for her to say, "Hey, I listen, I love your podcast." Like, wow, that's amazing. Um, you know, I would I'm love that. Into, like, the Daisy bit. Um, or yeah. like, yeah, Daisy, okay, Daisy honestly, you know Ridley, what? yeah, yeah, Daisy Dutch. Ridley. Okay, to be fair, the thing about also, I don't know about your crushes, but my crushes, like Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan, they both read a lot. So yeah, I don't so, know if they listen to podcasts. I, so especially Chris. I'm trying to like, think of like who's a crush of mine who like famously who, like, reads, reads a lot. At least or like they're public about it. I well, I can't. Well, Chris Evans does his post about freaking Sid Harthless. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Yeah. <laughs> but I really hope that but they never <laughs> find any, this because I'll die. But if uh, any of my crushes are out there listening to this right now. All right. Yeah. And oh, okay. Ooh, That's. What's happening? Okay, Are next question. Qu- next question. Next question. How do you bookmark <laughs> closing time? No, 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 no. How do you oh, okay. bookmark your books? I love this question. How do you uh, bookmark your books? A real. I do question. love this question. Yeah, when I saw um, this, I was like, "Ooh, this is a good one." Do you have a special way of bookmarking your books? I I, I really just have... use. Bookmarks. I know your answer actually, and I oh, okay, think go. I got this habit from you. Oh, did you? Okay, go ahead. Because I think we do the same thing, where it's like whatever's around. Right. Okay. I actually completely forgot. Not really. That sounds really this. bad. That's a bad no, no, no. description. No. It, oh, okay. I totally get what you mean. It's so funny because I had completely forgotten this for a lack of things to have around me because I've been staying oh, home all the time. Because so, of the home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To explain a little but more. But when we were in college. Yeah. Like so, my my habit for bookmarking my books was that I would because I carry books around me literally everywhere I go or used very to go. literally everywhere um, so and, and I would like sneak in bits of reading wherever I could when I was in the bank or when I was in the line or when I was on on the train or something so like I would always find time to read and what I wouldn't always have is a bookmark so whenever I needed to stop I needed to obviously you know mark the book um, and I didn't want to fold or perforate the book in any way. And so the thing that I would always do is uh, find something around me, like a receipt, or uh, most often it's like movie tickets that I would then use as the bookmark. Um, and this yep. be- this kind of like uh, like a funny story of how that uh, paid off was that um, when I was teaching uh, junior college in about 2016, uh, I had a class where I wanted to share some of my favorite novels with my students and so i kind of brought my book like a mini book collection to class i brought it in the bag and i just started passing books around and i completely forgot them that i left all these receipts and movie tickets inside the books so as my students were reading or like looking through the books and like looking at the blurbs and looking at the side jackets all these like receipts from the past five years would start spilling out. And I realized like, Oh, this is my life. <laughs> like my life is kind of just spilling yeah, out of these like, books. Yeah. Uh, but like, especially like movie tickets, like you would sort of see um, the movies that I'd gone to see over the past five years, over the last five years from that time on um, were kind of just like hidden there. And it was sort of like, Oh, okay. This is a nice culmination, somewhat poetic of, um, of this experience that I'm now sharing with these people who yeah. I hope to turn into lifelong readers. Uh, but, yeah. you know, obviously, as I was saying earlier, now I don't do this as much anymore. Now I just kind of just like look for bookmarks. Um, yeah, was that going to be your answer? Well, yeah. The, the, specifically, I was going to say that when I was ordering from Book Depository, which sadly because of the pandemic hasn't been delivering to the Philippines lately, they do send like free bookmarks with Oh, that's the right. Book. They do. So I would like use yeah, a lot of their I bookmarks. I have some. Still. Prayer cards, I but, think, is another um, good bookmark. I think. Yeah. yeah. Prayer cards? Did you yeah. say prayer cards? Yeah, like prayer cards. Yeah. You know. Very true. That's very Tito of you. Yeah. <laughs> My Sorry. did that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I actually do the same thing as you now. Yeah. Because I actually don't have a lot of bookmarks. I think even the ones that I got from Book Depository, I don't know where they are. So I did take up that habit from you, and a lot of my bookmarks are actually like calling cards or receipts. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the answer to that question. Next question. The next question is stupid. Ebook or e-girls? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, um, funny enough, it's like 
literally i totally forgot about this until recently because my cousin andrea had brought it up but we were talking about e-girls in um at work for something and um i had totally forgot that uh in my family because our last name are like our last name starts with an e and like our joke used to be that we were if you were in our family obviously you're you'd be an e-girl or an oh, e-boy okay. and we were doing that years before that this was like a thing you know and right. so she reminded me she was like oh d- is, is she talking or like this is work meeting about us and i was like i don't know <laughs> anyway well if that's, that's funny if thing. that's the definition of e-girls oh uh, yeah then 100 i'm picking e-girls pick e-girls as well considering yeah, i thank I, you knowing your company is always a pleasure yeah um oh thanks buddy <laughs> my guy <laughs> but the next question is also that last question was half joking i meant hard copy or ebooks <laughs> Uh, good yeah. question because I <laughs> Very good I question. have a somewhat definite answer for this, uh, except that that's also changed recently due to the pandemic. Me too. Is it yeah. is it hard copy? Oh, siblings. <laughs> is it that you would prefer? Yeah, it was hard, hard copy. copy. Yeah. Definitely hard copy. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like the pandemic has really sort of shifted things in terms of like how you mm-hmm. get your hands on materials. So ebooks have been really yeah. more helpful. Yeah. In the in the past few months. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with this podcast, we've been reading primarily through ebooks. Through ebooks. To make it Except easier. for um, Cersei. Yeah. Well, I have it on the ebook, copy, but I, I also I, have the physically. Yeah, but, copy. I, I, didn't, but I didn't have the physical copy. copy so yeah. I had to But you, the Did ebook. you reread Normal People physically? Yes, I, I. No, even then, Normal People, I was like, oh, no, oh, I want to kind of put notes on this. Oh, okay. So I ended That's up reading it entirely ah, okay. on books. On, on iBooks, oh, okay. rather. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so like ebooks, they're, I, I guess they're yeah. functional, but I will always be a sucker for the feeling of turning Hard, pages totally. and Agreed. seeing how far you are and into the book. And holding it, yeah. There, there's, I think, a specific pleasure. Which is my concern when we were starting this. Yeah, there, there's a specific right. pleasure I get that I feel is undefined, which is the pleasure of, uh, after you've started the book and that feeling of like, oh, I have so many pages to go. And then, like, yes. just going through it, and then realizing I'm now in the middle. There's like a there's some kind of yeah. pleasure that I associate yeah. with that. Or, or 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 not even if you're more than past the middle. Yeah. I think that's where me. Yeah. We're like, or, and then it's only been like a couple hours. Yeah, that's I, also I, I, very I really I really savor the being last like, pages. Oh, shit, I, done. I really savor those agree, last agree. pages. Okay. okay. Uh, next question: If you were to invite anyone to your podcast, who would it be? I I have like an easy answer Ooh. for this, except that I Which would is... have to know that they're also is it like Porter heavy. Quali? No, <laughs> I mean sure, but <laughs> no, but like okay, <laughs> no, but no, like easily um, the like anyone from any of the podcasts that we listen to already, oh, or like anyone yeah. from Team Polygon. Um, would oh, be fun great. to have on the podcast, oh, but yes. I don't know. Super but I don't agree. know who among them are. As I think, the one person who I feel Can? probably the, the other person who I and fe- Brian. Oh, Jenna, no, I think. I, okay, seems like somebody who would read Brian. Them. Maybe, but I, I, I mean, like he spent the last year reading Halo novels, so I don't know if he would <laughs> yeah, make any more time so... for that. Sorry, Brian, if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast. Um, one person yeah. I think would fit in is Russ Freshtick because I remember listening to him on another oh, podcast yes. where he mentioned uh, like his love for like 100 Years of Solitude and Magic Realism so I was oh, like wow. oh he'd be a fun guy to talk oh, to I like that, that guy. guy I like yeah, that guy yeah, yeah. Um, so like mm-hmm. anyone from like the podcast you listen to or Team Polygon if they're like as mm-hmm. heavy readers as we are 
uh, and if you're yeah. listening to this, we'd love to. Uh, I don't know, just like talk and you know, like hang out. Yeah, it'll be really awesome. So cool, Griffin and David. Yeah, Ben. Great ben. Yeah, yeah. If you're out there. you guys. Okay. Uh, well, for the during the sorry, just real quick, but like during the Zemeckis episodes of Blank Check, um, what's his name? Griffin did read like both. Um, yeah, the Forrest Gump. Uh, what do you call this? Forrest Gump books, which shocked me. I was like, "Oh, you yeah, read this the novels for this? that they were based on, or one yeah. novel that was based on, and the novel that came after the movie." And so the that, yeah, that was pretty interesting. That, uh, yeah, and, yeah actually, like, like wow. David has mentioned reading David Mitchell. Um, so oh yes, that's that. right. He yeah, and also he he during the um what do you call this? I read this into the what what is that? Uh, help. Um, Go on. Gaze in the co- cowboy gaze. <laughs> broke back Yes, broke back <laughs> Like broke back mountain episode, and I did not know that that was based on a short story until David yeah, said so because he had oh. studied it in college apparently yeah, and yeah. super loved it. So that was really interesting, and That's, that I would mean, also be another short story that would be a nice. I musical, mean, and I think. also of course, like speaking musical. of like college, obviously, I'd love to invite more people that we knew in college, like like oh, we met true. in college, yeah. to be in this podcast. Yeah, which uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying anything yet about but it, but uh, I don't know could how be changing. That is, that would we'll be see. so crazy. You know, I'm over here. If, you're over uh, there in social yo, distancing, I'm also over, and our friends are so over there. We'll really have to see. Okay, last question. Yeah. Huge question. Are you ready? Yeah. What is... What if I just do the question like that, like just one word at a time? What, what is, is the color, color of, of pie? Oh. Now, I'm taking this I question very this loosely. Trick question. I'm taking this question yeah, very loosely. Yeah, me too, because... Um, so, now, okay, pie uh, is not... Now, if you remember, Pi is not the tiger from Life of no. Pi. It's the guy. Not at all. <laughs> Which, so, like, answering the question it's, of what his color is, is really... a little uh, concerning. So I won't answer that question <laughs> that way. But um, American Pi is brown. <laughs> Krusty brown. And This um, is your answer? And, like, um, Pi, the movie by Darren Aronofsky, was in black and white. So, um... Those are my answers. What about you, Amanda? What is These the are color? Really good answers. What is the color of pie? No, I'm just gonna side with you on this one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess. I guess that's it. We've basically done it. We've... Yeah. That's that's uh, pretty much it. All right. So. Um... Oh, that's another person we'd have. We, I'd love to have on the podcast. Who? Eric from Pretty Much It. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd game. I'd, I'd like game to for see that. him react to books for once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll just do like live commentaries of books with him of us reading books with him mm-hmm. all right well okay i think we've we've run out of questions to ask both you the listeners and ourselves the not listeners of this listeners. podcast but we're right. again so grateful for all the questions all the answers that we got i feel like this is now a good time to come and bring our reading break to a close because uh, it's also getting late for us and we're recording this episode once again at night and um, mm-hmm. yeah I mean we basically covered all the ground and I I mean I'm looking forward to um, uh, our miniseries on Zadie Smith it's gonna be a wild one 
Okay, well, I think... Okay, so... I think, yeah, so um, if you want to um, stay tuned for our Zadie Smith episode, our first episode is on White Deeds, which will come out in a week's time. So a week from today, uh, stay tuned to our social media accounts at the Rec Room Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's Rec spelled R-E-Q. Okay. All right, and until next and- time... I'm just gonna fade out. What? Thanks for listening to The Rec Room. This episode was edited by me. Our artwork is by Mandy. Our theme song is 64 Sundays by Twin Musicom, which is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Check out more of their music at www.twinmusicom.org. For more updates on The Rec Room, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Rec Room Pod. Rec spelled R-E-Q.